Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I've met many men, and they've all had different intentions. Some who were emotionally distant, others were holes for attention. A couple had egos too loud for their souls to ever listen, afraid of commitment, but he's brave enough to not use protection with his temporary friendships. One was fairly decent, but then he cheated. A charming man that would probably give me the world as long as I kept fucking him in secret. I had a teenage love, and I would watch him sleep just to admire him breathing. So broken from staying in places I had no business being. It was too good to be true. It made sense I had to leave him. I had this older guy that didn't know what he wanted. Chasing the thrill of being young. It became so impossible for me to please him. I've been alone for so long. What if when the right guy comes along, I say, fuck them. I don't need you. Because when I say that I love you, you know I mean it. It's not just words. It's so much deeper. I'll do anything for the people I love, even if I got to sacrifice my freedom. But the problem with that is, is the people that I have loved. They were not givers of this world. They were only receivers. Welcome back to Self-Care and Chill with Maui. Another day of us healing, growing, evolving, working on ourselves and choosing to vibrate a little bit higher than we did yesterday, okay? So I know it's been a couple of days since I gave you guys a podcast and you guys have been sending me a bunch of messages every single goddamn day asking me when will a new podcast drop. So here we are. And you know I love talking to y'all. Um, so it's really not an issue for me to come on here. It's just a matter of finding the time because like most of you know, my son does virtual school. I'm running a business. I'm in a relationship. I'm somebody's mom. We talk about this all the time of you juggling so many different hats and finding time for yourself and making sure that before you show up for the world, you show up for you. When you show up for you first, you are able to not only show up for everybody else in a good mood, you want to. You're enthusiastic about showing up for them. You feel good about showing up for other people. Because you've showed up for yourself. You've poured into yourself so much that you have some extra to give to the world. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm always in a mental, emotional and place for me to consistently show up as my best self for everybody. Um, I don't know if you guys checked out um, the live on Instagram the other day. Um, we were talking about a few different topics and a few different um, ways that I felt about somebody that's on social media. I don't want to say their name. But a man that gives advice, and not that I'm totally against everything he says, I'm against the delivery sometimes, but he's for men, what I am to you guys. So I guess in this society where there's so many different women who motivate other women, this is a guy that motivates men. But one thing I pride myself in never doing is saying men ain't shit or they this or they that. I do call them filthy animals. But... Is more so on who we choose. I never have to give advice and make people feel good about them, feel bad about themselves. Even if I give advice and I want you guys to be realistic about options or who you choose, it's never would making anyone feel bad. So we talked about that and it seemed like you guys really enjoyed talking about that. 
especially women who have children or feeling like they got to settle or women who are successful and wanting to meet somebody on their level. But today we'll touch on it a little bit. But today I want to talk about um, exactly what you are looking for. Are you dating with intention and you know exactly what you look, you're looking for? Or are you really kind of just attracted to people who are attracted to you? You like him because he's consistent. He's handsome. He has money. He has a car. What foundation is this really being built upon? Are we focusing on meeting a guy who is family oriented, who is religious, who is smart, who is educated, who has children or wants to build a family, who is ambitious, who communicates properly? Or are we kind of just liking people who like us? Because if we're just liking somebody because they're interested in us, we do not want loneliness to choose our partners for us. That's not what we want. We want to make sure that I'm at a place in my life where I'm choosing you because I want to be with you. I'm choosing you because I like you. I'm at a place in my life where I'm whole, I'm complete. I don't need anybody to fill any type of emotional voice for me. If I'm with you, it's because I want to be with you, not because I need you, not because I'm super impressed by something that you have that I don't have, but because I like you or there's chemistry or there's a connection. Really focus on it because if you just start dating or you're talking to a couple people, I want you to know, do I really like him or do I like the fact that he likes me? And I know I hear people say all the time for a relationship to work, the man has to like or love the woman more than than she does him. But I want it to be, I want you to have the same level of interest and chemistry. I want you to awesome like, like him back. I don't want you to have to learn to like him or force yourself to feel like he is a great guy. If you feel like you're forcing yourself to say, oh, he's pretty nice or he's not that cute, but at least he's funny. At this point, you're trying to convince yourself to like some something that you don't naturally like. Granted, we can give some things time where as though you feel like you don't know this person enough to like them, but it's a difference from giving things time and you just forcing shit. So what I don't want you to do is force anything. What's meant for you will flow naturally. It will be easy and it won't require a lot of convincing. You won't have to convince yourself. So Another thing I want to touch on is we're in a generation where a lot of women are super independent. And I've talked about this before. We don't need a man and you could get the fuck out of my house or give me my car back or whatever the case may be. Everything is about how we speak and how we treat people, regardless of if you could do it on your own and you don't need me. Who wants to be around a person that's consistently reminding them that they don't need them? You may not need your partner. But it is okay to let them know that you appreciate them, you value them, and you love the things and the qualities that they bring into your life. Of course you don't need me. I don't want you to really need me, but it doesn't, you can still make me feel wanted. You can feel, still feel me, make me feel like my presence here is appreciated and it is valued, and um, you love me being here. Nobody wants to be in an argument with you and you're consistently saying, well, get the fuck out. I don't need your ass. Or what you here for then? Not only is that kind of like emasculating in some sense, because a man wants to feel like he's a provider for you or your safe haven or the person that you like a, a bunch of different feelings, but it doesn't make nobody feel good. And if the roles was reversed and a man was telling you the same thing, it wouldn't feel good for you either. If he's saying, get the fuck out, I don't, I don't need your ass. And you looking like at, after everything I've done, everything that I do for this relationship to make you happy and feel good, this is how you're going to carry me. I feel like a lot of the times when we disappointed or we hurt, in, in these relationships, it's not always about the action. Sometimes it's about 
after everything I've done, it was no courtesy or consideration to think I can't carry her like that or I can't do her like that. That girl done loved me. She done been here for me. I feel like that's what hurts the most is that nobody considered your feelings. And like we talked about in the last podcast episode, I don't want you to feel like this person purposely did this to hurt you. People are waking up and deciding to choose what makes them happy at the expense of your feelings. And I would definitely rather you see a person for who they are and what they are capable of than a person suppress their true intentions because, you know, you held them down when they was locked up or you was with them when they was in a hospital or when they was fighting depression. I would much rather you want to be here because you are truly happy with me and you love me and you can't see yourself hurting me than you being here or not cheating because you feel like, dang, I can't do her like that because she was with me through a dark time. But in your mind, you really want to cheat on me. You're really lusting after other women. You're sneaking and talking. Like these are a bunch of things that you're doing and you want to, but you're not having sex. And stop praising people for the bare ass minimum. Well, at least he's not cheating on me. There's so many other things in a relationship that could be a hot ass mess outside of cheating that just because somebody isn't cheating on you, like that is not something where I feel like they deserve a reward. Okay, great job. Like we're in a committed relationship. You're not doing what you're supposed to not be doing. So even when men saying, well, at least I'm not cheating on you, how your homegirls, her boyfriend be, okay, but you verbally abuse me. You're never here. You don't even communicate properly. We argue all the time. You're always defensive. I can't even express how I feel with it t- without it turning into an argument. So at this point, whoop the fucking do. You're not cheating on me. There's so many other internal issues that are going on with you that is still making this relationship hard. So congratulations. Wow, you're not a che- cheater. And then, like I said before, if, it, if it's an issue of communication, then... Us self-reflecting, not that everything is your fault or you're, you're to blame, but I want us to make sure that we are self-reflecting and being accountable about how we talk to people. Are we being slow to speak? Are we being gentle when we talk to other people? Are the things that we are saying coming from a place of love? Are we just trying to control and dictate the life of our partner, our friends? Is that is that the reason why we're upset? Because people not listening to what we're telling them to do? And we got some type of control issues because we want shit to go our way? And being in a relationship with your partner and having disagreements and not turning in, turning it into a confrontation or escalating it to a level that it doesn't have to be on. Like I've said, sometimes your partner does know how to communicate. If you going through their phone or you finding out they talk to their homeboys about what's going on or they talk to their mama, these are safe places for them where they feel like they can say what they feel and not be judged or criticized. Your partner could very well feel like you're not their safe place. Like I've said, because every time they try to have a conversation with you, it turns into an argument. You're hurting their feelings or you're trying to emasculate them or say things that are hurtful and not even try to solve anything. Majority of the time when we're having arguments or disagreements with our partner, it's a bunch of circles we fucking talking in. Ain't nothing ain't nothing being solved unless it's a conversation between two adults that really want to get to the root of what's going on. It's two people trying to hurt each other's feelings or make a point or not even listen. So make sure that when you speak and it's coming from a place of love and understanding, if you're looking and talking to your partner from a place of compassion, you will try to figure out what's the issue. I don't know if we said said this to you on the last podcast, but if you look at your partner, everybody else in this world from that with eyes of compassion, 
that compassion will allow you to feel a little bad that this person is hurting and want to help them. You don't want them to feel that way. Your friends, your family, your partner, your enemies too, looking at them the same way, but you, you might not want to help them, but it would definitely make you feel like, damn, for you to spend so much time and energy hating so many people, wow, I could only imagine the internal things that you're going through. And make you not even want to pay this person no mind because you know that they fight in their own battles. Whereas though, like certain people that was able to get under your skin and make you mad before, it don't even bother you. You actually feel bad that this is where all their energy is going to, towards you, and you don't even care. That's a, that's a low place to be. Allowing all your energy to hate somebody that's not paying you no goddamn mind. So think about that when it comes to relationships and it comes to the communicating. When it comes to the dating, really asking yourself, am I being intentional? What am I looking for? Um, being honest about where you are at this place in your life. I feel like um, a lot of the times, if you if you know what page I'm talking about with the guy that gives advice, a lot of the times the people are saying that he's being honest about who he's talking to. And outside of the fact, I think some of it is clickbait. But the the people who do call, the women who do call in, that he's showing, I'm pretty sure it's a bunch of women who call in that got great things going on for themselves. But the videos that we see on social media is like a woman with no job or something or living with her parents and she wants somebody that makes all this money or has all these things. Listen, y'all, being honest about who and where you are at this place in your life and if you can even reciprocate what you're requiring somebody else to have. And look at how nice I put that. I didn't put it in a way where I'm hurting somebody's feelings or bringing them down or saying, lower your goddamn standards. But being honest about what you bring. If you know right now you're in between jobs or you sleeping on your aunt's couch or you living with your mom, not that, not that I'm shunning anybody for being at those places because shit happens in life. But what I'm saying is if you know, if you're really being honest with yourself and you know that it's shit that you need to figure out, your soulmate could very well be on a level that you're not on right now. And you're only getting what's available to you. A bunch of other people that need to work on, they got themselves. And just because you're at a more mature mental place and you're at whatever place you're at in life, but mentally immature, doesn't mean that that person is going to want to be in a relationship with somebody that is mentally on a higher level, but the place they're at in their life isn't. So... If I'm if I'm dating and I'm a guy and, you know, I got a career and stuff like that and I live alone or I got one kid or no kids, whatever scenario you want to create. And I meet this girl and she's funny and she's nice and she's smart. She doesn't have a car. I got to always pick her up. Um, she's living with her mom right now, but she does go to school. She doesn't have a job. That's going to be a lot of investing into that relationship and my partner. And I may not be at a place in my life where I'm able to give that. Whereas though, if I met you and you know you was done with school, you got your job, you're living alone there, you got your own car. That relationship, that kind of relationship dynamic is a little bit easier. Like we're going out to dinner. She meets me at the dinner places. I don't have to worry about picking her up all the time. Sometimes she stays in my place. Sometimes I stay at hers. Sometimes she pays for dinner because she wants to treat me. Oh, this is nice. Whereas though, I feel like uh, people want to feel like they're able to get poured back into in their relationships. 
Now, granted, it's a bunch of men who will be in a relationship with a woman who ain't got no job. I know some of y'all are saying, Molly, that ain't always true because why do these men like these women who ain't got shit that need them? Yes, we know that there are men out here who love when you don't have nothing because guess what? You can get everything that you need from him and it's easier for him to control a woman like that. All you women who are independent and you got all your own stuff, it's so hard for a man to tell you what to do. Because the first thing that you're going to say is, I don't need your ass. Who the fuck is you talking to? But a person who is financially dependent on their partner or know that they can't afford to leave or can't afford life outside of them or they really enjoy the life that they have with this person, even if the person don't treat them good. Because I tell you all the time I've been here. I've been in a place where as though my partners aren't treating me good, but I love the life that is created by being with this person. But I'm miserable. So it's easier to be with that kind of woman because you can tell that woman what to do. And not to say that she doesn't have a backbone or she doesn't stand up for herself. Listen, if you are used to being in some type of environment and somebody introduces you to something that seems better or more peaceful for your sanity or whatever the case may be, or that's just the lifestyle and what you want, it's some shit that you want to tolerate and accept all for the sake of that. That's why I feel like it's so important for women to have all their own stuff. Have your shit in order. Have your own... Listen, have all your shit in order so can't nobody tell you what they what they going to take away from you. What you wouldn't have if it wasn't for them. What they gave you. Listen, I've been been. I was this way before your ass got here. I'm going to be this way when you leave. Okay? I was I was put together and lit before your ass came around. So I feel like that's a beautiful thing to have all your shit in order. That if a person wants to leave you, they leave them with what they came with. Ain't shit here. Ain't shit here yours. So you you can leave with exactly what you came with. And not allowing things to even get to a place where a person tries to even mentally or emotionally bring you down and throw those kind of things in your face. I feel like that's what it's all about. So, like I said, with being intentional with us dating and knowing what kind of partners we looking for or the per- person that we want to be with. We would we would manifest a person of good character. So it wouldn't even be a thing where we're in a relationship with a man who would do that to us. Because when I was praying to God for somebody, I was making sure I was intentional about asking somebody with good moral character. Somebody that is a kind person. Somebody that is ambitious. Somebody that is funny. Somebody that is loving and family oriented. Um, Somebody that wants to build. build. Um, A couple other qualities. Somebody that is romantic, affectionate, understanding, forgiving. And forgiving is definitely a big quality for me too because it wasn't that important to me now. I mean, back then. But now for forgiveness is such a, a big quality for my partner to have because forgiveness takes so much strength. Like, it is so easy to hold a grudge. It is so easy to be mad at somebody. It is so easy to go to sleep with attitudes. I want my partner to have a, a heart of forgiveness. Now, not a heart of where as though he's forgiving everybody and allowing people to take advantage of him and walk all over him and stuff like that. But if I hurt you or I did something to you, the forgiveness in you will allow you to have a conversation without ego and frustration so that you could solve it because you know that it wasn't my intention and I love you. Whereas though you in a relationship with somebody that could hold a grudge and keep bringing this shit up for years, something that you did three years ago, they still bring it up. And it's because it's hard for them to forgive. 
And even with that, with your partners bringing up old shit or even you bringing up shit that happened and you every time y'all get in an argument, you bring the shit up. It's because you don't forgive them. The only reason why you're bringing the shit up is because it still hurts, which is okay. There's no rush to heal. But the reason why you keep bringing some shit up and you're in a relationship with somebody that you quote unquote forgave for it is because you wasn't ready to forgive them. You was ready for them to come back home so that you can know what the fuck they was doing. So that you can know where they was at. So that you can know that they wasn't out here continuing to do whatever it is that hurt you or hurt your feelings or broke your trust. You needed more time. You needed more time to figure out what you wanted to do, how you felt about it. And you didn't give yourself more time because you was too afraid to be alone. So there's nothing that bothers me more than a person that takes somebody's, somebody back and they continue to bring up old shit. There's nothing in the past for me to continue to bring up. I don't, want, I don't live there anymore. That is not a place where I live. So I'm not going to continuously bring up the past in my relationship when I don't live in the past no more. I'm focused on how I, how am I happy today? How are you treating me today? And that's it. How are you treating me tomorrow? How are you treating me right now in the moment? Because regardless of what you did in the past, I took your ass back and I'm right here. So either you changed or I'm gearing up from round two and being honest with yourself. If you took somebody back and you know you really wasn't ready and that shit still hurt and that's why you bring it up, then be honest and be honest with your partner about it. So they don't got to keep dealing with you bringing this shit up all the time. Have a conversation and say, you know what? I know I forgave you in the past, but I still be thinking about what you did. And that shit still hurt me a lot. Like I don't, and really allowing yourself to be vulnerable because I know sometimes you want to act like we don't care or shit not bothering us, but a person can't be there for us if we acting like we're not hurting. So whatever the case is, if you got cheated on and you telling your partner, you know, I know I forgave you for, for you fucking Keisha, but I still be thinking about that whole situation a lot and it hurt me. And I don't think that you would truly understand not only what you did to me, but what, what I feel like you did to the foundation of our relationship. I feel like you really de- destroyed the trust that we had, the friendship that we had. And I feel like you didn't consider me. I feel like you didn't consider what your actions would do to this relationship or how it would make you feel for it to not even be worth it for you to hurt me so bad. And for you to still want to be here. I feel like having conversations like that is necessary. Allowing yourself to be vulnerable. So a person can truly know that I'm hurt. I hurt. I hurt because of what you did. Not only did your actions hurt me in, but they still hurt me. And it's important because if that relationship don't work out, and you go meet somebody new. Nobody wants to deal. Nobody wants to deal with the the hurt that you're carrying around from somebody that hurt you three years ago. And now you think I'm going to do the same thing for you to you. So you're treating me the way you should have been treating his ass. You don't trust me, and I didn't do shit yet. Y'all come in the door not trusting people, and he don't even got an intention on being in a relationship with you. You asking him a million questions and stuff like that. You don't trust his ass. He never even said he wanted to be with you. So let's, okay, let's slow our fucking horses down. Like I told y'all before, to the women out there who say, Molly, I'm always overthinking. And I said, overthinking? When? Like, when are you overthinking? When I'm dating people. Why? Ain't nobody saying they wanted to be with you yet. When you're dating, you're just getting to know people. You seeing who got the chemistry, where's the connection at, who is compatible with you. What's the overthinking for? 
the overthinking is going to have you creating scenarios in your head and getting mad at somebody that ain't do shit to you yet because of what they could do or the possibility of what they might be doing. This person ain't even say that they wanted a relationship. They ain't say they wanted a relationship with you. They didn't even say they was looking for a relationship. Right now, all they want to do is go out to dinner and either you come in or you're not coming. Now, if you're asking questions, that's different. You overthinking and asking questions and being intentional is not the same thing. Because when you're overthinking, you're thinking about a bunch of shit that you could just ask this person a question. So I know that if you're overthinking and you're not communicating the way you should, because there's no need for us to assume, to assume when we could just ask the person a question. What are you looking for? Are you looking to be in a relationship? Are you dating multiple women right now? Or like, are you looking for something exclusive? And realize that a grown ass man is not going to run from these answering these questions. The immature people who want to manipulate and talk to multiple people, multiple people and lead people on. Those are the ones who don't want to answer questions like this. But if we're being honest and we're being transparent and I really do like you, but yes, I am talking and dating other women. Oh, okay. And it's fine. So if you feel like, you know, I met this guy and we've been dating for a week and he's dating other women. I don't want to talk to him. You're not being realistic. I don't fucking know you like that. And I, I want more women to accept and understand that. I know some of us, we just, we have this sense of possession, whether we know it or we don't know it or realize it. But I see a lot of people make posts that say, oh, if I meet you today, I want all your hoes to be cut off by tomorrow. If we really are taking things slow and getting to know a person, do you really think that if I'm properly, properly dating, that I'm going to cut off everybody that I'm talking to for you in one week? I'm still getting to know you. That's the reason why shit don't be working out. We rush things so much. We rush things and we be mad when a person show their true colors by week three. Yes, because you fell in love with the idea of a person. You fell in love with two day nights in a movie. Taking your time. What is the rush? Where are these people going? You've been dating for years. Men are always going to be here. What is the rush? Let me know. If you, if you are secure on what you bring into a relationship or what you bring to somebody, you will know that it, it doesn't matter who else they dating. I know what I bring. And either this person feels like I'm an asset in being in their life or this person feels like, hey, like, I don't really feel like there is no chemistry here. And that's fine. And that's cool. But asking. And asking a person, how do you feel? Because if you feel like a person is getting distant or they don't like you that much or they're not really being consistent with hanging around you or seeing you or planning things, nine times out of ten, they're not interested. So that so that means don't have sex with them. And I hate that I even have to say this, but that means that you shouldn't be fucking them. You having sex with them is not going to change this whole dynamic and it's going to make him more consistent. No. For whatever reason, some of us women... We talked to a guy, we like him, he was consistent, and now he's falling back and acting a little distant. And in our minds, you know what, if you read my new book, then you know Tracy did the exact same thing. Tracy was talking to the guy, Kyle, and I don't want to mess up the book for people that didn't read it, but you need to order my new book. But you know one of the characters in the book, Tracy, she's talking to this guy, he's acting distant, and in her mind, he's never had a woman like me. Like, he's never had a woman who is smart, articulate, 
has a great job and career like that travels, he doesn't know what he's, what he wants. I'm going to show him. And even though he's giving me bare minimum, he's handsome. He's funny. We went out one date. I'm going to fuck him tonight. I'm going to have sex with him. And not only am I going to have sex with him, it's going to be so goddamn nasty. He ain't going to know what's, what hit him. And it's going to make him want to be with me. It's going to make him like me more and more interested. Because look, look at all these great qualities that I have. And I'm nasty. You could be the greatest woman in the world, child. You could be Beyonce or Oprah. But if uh, if a man does not want to be with you, it doesn't matter who or what you are or what the hell you bring. He doesn't care. He, he doesn't care. If it's not you, it's not you. And there's nothing that you can do to convince him. It's nothing that you can do to have him change his mind. If the connection is not there. And that's the only thing that's different between men and us women. We will lie to ourselves longer. Men don't like something and they don't, they don't like something. Now, if they don't like something and they like something else too, if they don't like two things, then they might talk to two women at the same time to kind of balance it out. They feel like they got one woman that they like. If they're talking to two or three, they feel like, okay, I got three women and I'm satisfied now. I can't be satisfied with one because I don't like her enough. We, us women, we'll fake it longer. We'll try to change you. We'll try to make you romantic and we'll try to make you adventurous and going out and traveling with us. We'll try to make you this like we'll we'll fake it for longer. Because we think that people in our heart of hearts, we really think people will change for us and be different. And then five years go by and we realize we wasted so much of our goddamn time not accepting a person for exactly who and where they are at this place in their life right now. And just assuming that they'll never change. If we assume that a person will never change, then we'll have no choice but to accept them for who and where they are right now. But we assume that if we're nasty or if we love them more or if we invest in a business or we show them how much we care about them or if we freaking start loving their kids like there are kids. We we think if we do all these different things that it's going to no, it's going to make a person change or be better. Let's just assume everybody is who they're going to be. Let's assume that there will be no growth. This person is who they are. This is who they are right now. Asking yourself, can I live with this every day? Can I go to sleep and wake up to this person and who they are and how they act right now? And be honest. Because one of the worst things to know, you know yourself, you know, if you've grown and evolving and doing these different things. Do you really think, well, how much growing you're going to do that you will still be attracted to this type of person? Being honest, five years from now, will all the inner work and all the things that you're doing for yourself, do you think that this still will be the type of person that you are attracted to? Or if you are lying to yourself because you don't want to be alone? Because there's too much time invested. Because we had a kid. Well, we're married. Things are different. You don't understand. It's complicated. A bunch of bullshit. People do not value time. They're selfish and they think and they always think tomorrow or next week or eventually. You selfish to even think that you got that much time. Making a conscious decision to do what makes you happy and do what you feel like you know is best for you. That's the only way that we can really really be happy and find fulfillment in our lives if if is if sometimes we get in tune with our selfishness and choosing ourselves and being honest and having those conversations that are uncomfortable and the shit hurts so bad. 
because we attached to a person or we love a person too much or we wanted them to change for us or we thought this shit was going to be different or now it's kids involved. One of the best things that you can do is having the conversations that hurt so goddamn much. What the freaking jagged edge thing say, y'all? One of the best things you can do is the hardest thing you've ever done. Mm. I don't know how the rest of the words go, but y'all know what, I, what song I'm singing. Child, go Google it. Google the rest of the words for it. We need to have karaoke night or something up on here. He says, one of the best things you can do is the hardest thing you ever done. That is the goddamn truth. You ain't happy. You ain't been happy in years. And you just waiting for a person to turn back into how they used to be. Child, you're going to turn into a skeleton. You're going to be the skeleton sitting on a bench waiting for a bus. A bus that doesn't even take that goddamn route no more. Waiting forever. But either way, tomato, tomato. I hope y'all have a good day. That's what I have to say. And let me, before I go, I hope y'all learned something. If there's one thing that I appreciate is when I get emails and messages of y'all saying, Maui, my relationship is so much better, or I left this toxic man, or I've been working on myself. Some of y'all just single. Ain't got no man. Speak for yourself. I got my man. My man laying right next to me. I'm in a hotel in the middle of D.C. making sure I record this podcast. Stop playing with me. I give y'all what y'all want. No, by any means. By any means, I will give y'all what y'all need because I don't even care if I'm in a hotel right now. I know that y'all probably had a long week and y'all probably done made some bad decisions. So here I am trying to give y'all y'all fix because I know you needed it. Make sure if you're listening to me on Apple too that you leave me a rating and review. I'm still in Apple's top relationship podcast. Yep. This mom from Philadelphia who is minding her business in her living room making podcasts is on Apple's top relationship podcast because I know what I'm talking about and I'm funny. Two, now, if there's one thing I know about people, they're going to want to laugh. And that's one thing I know to be true. Absolutely true. People are always going, they're going to love genuineness. They're going to love honesty and they're going to want to laugh. Because even if you had a fucked up ass, raggedy ass day, you could listen to the podcast and ki 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 ha ha ha. Now you're having a better day. But nonetheless, I hope that we learned. I hope that you learned something. I hope I gave you something to think about today as far as your dating life, your relationships and the people that you've been with, your friendships too. Because some of your friends is raggedy and you know you're holding on to history. And if you're single and you're still working on yourself or are you single and you feel like you want to date and you can't find nobody, girl, relax. It was easier for you to find people when you didn't know who you was. You were so easily impressed. You had a different place now. What the fuck you think is available up here is less. The higher you elevate, it are it is less people. That's why they say it's lonely at the top. It ain't lonely. It's just a bunch of people that you don't even know or it ain't that many people that there ain't many people that look like what you normally go for. It was so easy for you to find a man when you was vibrating lower. When you was in high school and all it took was a date night and some phone calls. When you didn't love yourself and all it took was some FaceTimes every night and a cash app to get your nails done. We had a different place night now. We're intentional. We know who we are. We know what we want and require. We got non-negotiables now. Some of y'all ain't even know what a non-negotiable was and now you got them. 
It's going to be lonely. But it's going to be worth it. Because you know that when you finally do settle down or you finally end up with somebody, it's because of this is who I chose. Chose. I didn't settle for this life. I chose it. Laying next to a person and knowing that I'm here because I want to be, not because I want, to, not because I need to, or not because I was bored and lonely. And you just text me on a Friday night where my vagina needed to freaking finally not be dry after freaking a year. Whatever the case may be, knowing that I chose this person, and you'll see the difference. And the quality of men. After you've worked on yourself and you're more intentional and you're not settling for some basic shit no more. It'll make you realize like all those years feeling like I was asking for too much. Begging people to do things and you meet somebody and they give it to you with ease. Easily because they care about you. Because they're interested in you. Can you imagine, even if you buy yourself right now, can you imagine being with the person that you're supposed to be with? And you don't got to beg them to communicate. They want to communicate with the person that they love. They want it. They want to talk to you. They want to solve the issues that y'all got. They don't want to go to sleep mad. You don't have to always apologize first when you didn't do shit. Can you imagine a life of ease? Because right now it's a lot of y'all laying down to next to a person that ain't gonna apologize to shit. Laying next to a person crying at night and they don't give a fuck why you crying and they ain't gonna ask you because they don't feel like talking to you. And this is your soulmate. This is who you ask God for, this filthy-ass animal? Like I told y'all, if this is what you pray for, don't pray for me, shit. If this is what you pray for and ask God for, too, keep that prayer. Don't mention me in it. Because whatever you got going on, you praying backwards out, child. At that point. Hell to the no. That's my message for today. Outside of the fact, somebody commented on my post and said, well, soulmates could break your heart. They supposed to be lessons. Hold on now. Who told you that? I don't want to even, no, I'm not even going to teach my daughters that freaking, no. Some people could just break your heart. Yeah, some shit could hurt. But a person that drag you, I think the the person, yeah, the, the post said, your soulmate is not the person who keep dragging you. And somebody said, a soulmate could drag you. Absolutely not. Somebody I'm not supposed to be with would be dragging me. A person making a mistake, that's different. Change be and then having changed behavior. That's a completely different dynamic. Relationships not working out. Lessons learned, but staying somewhere and continuously getting dragged by a person. And like I told y'all, being honest with yourself, if you know that you was at a place in your life where you didn't know your worth, and that's why you were settling for some shit. If you know you allowed a person to emotionally and mentally drag you into the pits of fucking hell, saying things that break you down, beat you down emotionally. Breaking down your spirit, just making you feel like I can't even find somebody better than this. Or maybe he's right. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I did gain weight. Maybe I'm not that pretty. Maybe I'm not that smart. For you to stay somewhere and just allow somebody to just beat you down like that. It is okay to say, you know what? I didn't love myself. And that's why I tolerated and accepted that. I didn't know my worth. I didn't really know what I bring. I put everybody else around me on pedestals except for myself. I fell in love with everybody else before I fell in love with me. It is okay to be honest and identify exactly what we've done wrong so we can focus on never doing that shit again. It is never, I can, I'm not going, fuck it. I was about to say never say never. I will never allow people or allow anyone or any man to emotionally break me down to the places I have allowed 
some of them to bring me to before because I didn't know my worth. Because I craved companionship, because I was looking for somebody to fill some type of void that I needed to go to fuck the therapy for. Because I had daddy issues, because freaking I have time invested, because I'm too scared to be alone, because when I'm alone, I have to be honest with myself. Because when I'm alone, I don't know what makes her happy. I don't know how to entertain her. I only know how to make other people happy. That's the only way I know how to find my own my fulfillment and my purpose in life. But it's making sure everybody around me is happy, even if I'm dying inside. I will never allow somebody to bring me to that place. And if you feel like that's the exact place that you're in right now, it's really some time, it's time to do some self-reflecting and be honest with yourself. It's some shit that we need to fix and work on. And it is okay. Like I tell y'all all the time, it's people that's really going through this world thinking that who they are is just who they're going to be and they fine with it. They don't think it's nothing that they need to work on. They, they're walking around br- blaming all their partners. They're talking about, I'm just done with men. I keep running them to people who hurt me. They're never realizing that I'm choosing these people. I'm choosing what feels familiar to me. I'm choosing filthy ass animals in different bodies. It's people who are going to walk around and they're just going to blame other, other people forever. And say, this person did this and this person hurt me and they lied and they cheated on me. They took advantage of my niceness. You didn't have boundaries. I keep meeting guys that take advantage of me. Where are your boundaries? Why aren't we being able, why aren't we able to identify exactly what a red flag is and move on? Why are we lying to ourselves when we when we see the mixed signals, when we see that they're not interested in us? And why do we continue to pursue? Why are you cooking for somebody that never took you out? Why are you having sex with somebody that doesn't value any other part of you? Why do you keep sending your kids to a babysitter for, for a person that doesn't even ask you how your kid's doing? When, if, when are you going to be accountable and being honest about the men that you're choosing? Ain't, no, ain't nobody forcing you to be with them. Ain't nobody forcing you to invest your time in them. We are choosing shit. So if you, that's what you feel like you're laying next to, that's what you feel like you've experienced in the past, it is okay for you to be honest and say, you know what, you're right, but I ain't choosing that shit no more. I don't give a fuck what I tolerated in the past. I'm a new person today. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Right in the middle of D.C. in the hotel room, I came to you live at 9 o'clock in the morning, hoping that you had a wonderful and blessed day. <laughs> Bye, y'all.